Hey guys, this is James. And Greg. We're the co-hosts of the Sports Dance Podcast, a weekly podcast recapping all the news, sports, daily fantasy, and anything else you can want to know in the sports world. If you like blazing hot sports takes, you like a little bit of humor, maybe a little bit of murder. No, just kidding. All sports. But follow us, uh, Greg. On Twitter at SportsStands underscore. You can follow James at SportsStandsJ. Follow us on Vine, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah, we got it all. At Boom. the Sports Stands. And, you know, just check us out. You're going to love what we bring to the table every single week. Hot takes, nothing less. The Sports Stance. Hey guys, welcome to the Sports Stance Podcast with Greg and James. I'm the second part, and with me as always, he's stealing secret plans to the Death Star. It's Greg Cowan, everybody. What's happening, baby? Dude, uh, I took him to Louisville. They pretty much begged me to give it to him. Petrino was like, I need those Death Star plays right now. You need to give them to me. You uh, gave him to the Wake Forest uh, commenter because then he's just going to sell it to the other team. Boom! Roasted. Man, he is the worst. Yeah, I don't really know very much about that other than I saw a headline on ESPN and it said that a Wake Forest announcer was selling team secrets to it. I don't know. Just 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 chill out, bro. I I don't really I don't really care. No. Just like knock it off. The worst thing off. the worst thing is he was a coach, former player, like all these things it's like what what did they do to you? You still have a job announcing their games. Like take it easy. And like, uh, who, who, what are people paying for secrets to beat beat Wake Forest? What like, is the Heisman winner Lamar Jackson need to do to beat Wake Forest? Just show up? Yeah. Appear? I mean, it's not, I think the last time the Wake Forest was relevant to me is that when Tim Duncan is there. A little, little perspective. Uh, last time they were relevant in football was when they had what that guy Curry or whatever who went like third to the Seahawks and then uh, was never heard from again. Yeah, and that was the last yeah. time they were relevant. I think they were like seven and five. So good job, Wake Forest radio guy. Uh, there you go. X radio guy. Atta boy. Um, Greg, we have kind of a light week this week. We don't have a lot to, to dive into. It's mostly just NFL and then uh, a little bit of NBA if we really kind of feel like it. Uh, MLB is pretty, uh, pretty stagnant right now. NCAA, we're waiting for bowl games. So it's going to be kind of an NFL heavy episode. Go figure. Yeah, because we don't know much about hockey, so we're not going to even bother. Yeah, pass. Um, we, we could talk hockey. We're just not going to. Yeah, I mean, the Bruins are bad. That's all I know. <laughs> I think the Devils are right there with them. So, hey, we talked our teams. That's a good job. Good job, Dan. Yeah, exactly. But before we get into a, a full-on slate of the NFL action this week, Greg, uh, how are you, man? What's going on? What's new with you? Oh, not much. Just, you know, getting into the holiday spirit more and more every week. Yeah. Getting good. the holiday shopping done. I think I'm pretty much done with everybody. I have to run out. I think you get one more thing for my brother, but it shouldn't be hard. That's a good uh, feeling. Yeah, it is. It's nice to know when you're like done with everything. You can take it a little easier. Uh, the only other thing I've been dealing with all week, James, is how freaking cold it is outside. Polar vortex, baby. I don't know about I don't Polar know about your apartment, but my apartment is like an old house that has very little insulation. The windows, I'm pretty sure, are made of paper mache, and uh, it gets really, really cold. I have like blankets pressed against the windows to try to block air. We um we. It's terrible. My my apartment, my room uh, was the only room in my entire apartment that did not have heat. Um, 
and that and it was going to be really really sad going into this going into this week with you know 20 degree temperatures but uh luckily the plumber got out there in in time to fix the radiator so oh that's good. i'm golden my my room's actually my room's actually a little too hot right now not yeah. not, not gonna lie yeah i keep the bedroom closed i have we have like the curtains that block the temperature so or like the not the temperature that block like air and cold air from trying to get through a little bit more so our room gets toasty but my living room is like 40 degrees like Ugh, anytime yeah i have a gross. heater on right now while i record this so my feet don't freeze that's tough it is. i hear you but you know enough about me and my sadness of living in the cold tundra and not having any uh I can't even think of the animal that they cut open in Star Wars to, you know, live inside for a night. Tauntaun, uh, how are you? There you go. See, I knew you would know it because uh, I saw you at Rogue One last night. But was, yeah. So how how was it? Oh, it was really good, man. It was really really cool. Um, I liked it. Uh, if you're a Star Wars fan, I think that you're gonna like it. Uh, I think that it's an interesting concept that they're doing now, where they don't do the you know the full chapters. They do little standalone stories. So. I thought that it was cool that it was just, you know, a movie about Star Wars that didn't have anything to do with Jedi and didn't have anything to do with J.J. Abrams. It was just a cool movie. So uh, I was into it, man. I thought it was really cool. Um, Darth Vader makes an appearance. The whole theater cheered. Um, it was it was pretty nerd awesome. Nerd boners went up everywhere. Dude, there were a lot of nerd boners. Like, I'm a, I'm a pretty big Star Wars fan, hence me going literally on opening night to go see yeah, the Yeah, I show. kind of assumed. Yeah. So I'm a pretty big Star Wars fan, but man, people were dressed up. People were, you know, cheering at certain lines. I mean, it was like it was real, man. People people got into it. So uh, I've only experienced that one time, and I went. Didn't even realize how big of a deal it was. I went opening night to see the Avengers. Oh with, yeah, with yeah. our buddy, with our good buddy Zach, uh, when we were in college, and he was like, "Yeah, he's like, be prepared. People are gonna be like dressed up." And I'm like, "No, no, they're not." I'm like, "This is college. What are you talking about?" We showed up. People were like in Hulk costumes, Captain America. I was like, this is weird. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, like, this I, is I odd to I, me. I'd never been to an opening night for a movie. I'd been to an opening night for other things. Like I actually uh I actually waited in line uh at midnight for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 on Xbox. Not to it's brag. another thing that uh, I've never done, but I've always been tempted for certain games like Halo or something. I would just because it's one of those games. Yeah, I mean, I don't play a lot of video games, but I really was into the Modern Warfare series. And uh, so I waited in line at midnight for that one. And that was pretty cool. Um, but this one, you know, the first, we, my, my roommate and I got to, uh, you know, got to the theater. And the first thing that we saw was someone dressed in a, in a full Chewbacca outfit. And I was Fantastic. like, this is going to be a little bit different than just going to see, you know, office Christmas party on like a Thursday night. And the movie theater uh, you go to serves liquor, right? Oh, yeah. Got, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, makes yeah. it even better. Drunk Wookiees, uh, Ewoks, people are going home with people that they just met. Uh, well, not quite that, Greg. But, uh, <laughs> oh, that's disappointing. I was hoping like, afterwards somebody to be like, hey, you look like Princess Leia a little bit after I've had a few too many. Want to go home? Yeah, not, not quite there. But uh, the movie theater Damn. bar actually is called MacGuffins, which I actually really like. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a great name. It's a good name for a movie theater bar. But yeah, really good. Rogue One, thumbs up. They gets the sports dance seal of approval. Nice. First one ever, just so you know. First one ever. Yeah. Exactly. Um, don't okay, give those man. away lightly. Yeah, I know. I, Godfather, I know. you don't get one. No. The Godfather gets one, Greg. <laughs> um, okay. All right, let's try to do a thing there, James. Thanks. You know, whatever. Fine. Let's get into sports. Let's Fine. get into sports. Stop. Stop with your movie critics. This is not the. Uh, this is not the Leonard Malton show. This is the sports dance. We're not um, Ebert and whatever the guy was. 
Roper, uh, Ebert's yeah. Roger Ebert's dead. Greg, R.I.P. Thanks for bringing that up. Source box. Aren't they? Aren't they both dead? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Insensitivities abound. Um, <laughs> we're gonna get into it. Week fourteen in the NFL is in the books. Um, a couple things we want to touch on in week fourteen. Uh, what we're gonna do today is we're gonna bring back an old favorite, classic, classic old favorite. And we're going to go uh, most impressed, least impressed. Uh, so, Greg, out of all of the uh, teams that you see out here, all of the players, coaches, units, uh, divisions, uh, you know, anything, uh, most impressed, least impressed, what are you, uh, what are you feeling? Uh, most impressed, got to be the Patriots special team. No, I'm just kidding. That was horrible. Uh, no, that's, that's correct. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Yeah, okay. Uh, probably most impressed. It was kind of hard. There was two teams that were, you know, kind of blew everybody away. Uh, you could go easily with the Atlanta Falcons who scored more touchdowns in LA than LA has all season. Yeah. With six. But I think the most impressive game unit team in general this weekend, I'm going to give it to the Green Bay Packers as a whole. An entire team beating the Seahawks 38, 10, you know, a few weeks ago, people thought Packers were dead in the water, had no chance, couldn't do anything. Aaron Rodgers, not what he used to be. That defense is terrible. Still is pretty awful, but they stepped up for one game. And they uh, they took it to Seattle. The NFC favorite to probably, if anything, be the team that beats Dallas, if it gets to that point. And, you know, they spanked him. 38-10 at Lambeau. Rodgers, you know, good day. 18 of 23 for 246 yards and three touchdowns. They have no running game to speak of, but that's fine when you have, uh, you know, Devontae Adams catching four passes for an average of 26 yards a pass. So when that's happening, uh, things are going pretty good. And when Russell Wilson looks like he is lost and doesn't know what to do and throws five interceptions, yeah, it's a good week for them as a whole. It's a good one, Greg. Um, okay, my most impressed. Um, you were correct about the Patriots special teams. That is probably the most impressive unit uh, in the entire league all year. Yeah. Uh, you could you could talk me into the Falcons defense as well. Um, you could talk me into a lot of things. I'm going a little outside the box though. Greg. Nice. I like it. Uh, I'm going most impressed. Uh, snow games. Oh, I love snow <laughs> games. Oh, snow games are great. That's a good call. Oh, they're so good. Oh, every single time I see a snow game, I don't even care who's playing. Brown, Browns, Bengals, snow game, you got it. Yeah. I'm in. I'm tuning in. I'm watching. I'm in on all snow games, man. So uh, snow games I am most impressed with. It just adds an element of, uh, of something. I don't even know. Uh, hey, Browns, Niners fans, you want attendance up? Snow games every week. Make it happen. Every week. Every week. You want to do a snow game in September? Just pump it in. We do We do that for the mountain and watch it over here. So let's Exactly. Let's do snow games. Snow games only. Uh, and I, I will watch every single time. I'm a sucker for it. Uh, there should be one week where the NFL just does snow games. There you go, NFL. Free promotion yeah. right there. Boom. Beautiful. People will tune in. Tuck rules galore. Yeah. Yeah, as far as the eye can see. Uh, okay. Yes, thank you. I was I was thinking about that one for a little bit. Least impressed, Greg. Uh, who do we see? Uh, who are we going to put on our least impressed list this week? Well, James, I uh, told you before we even started the show, uh, the Eagles made my bad list again this week. Uh, you know, it's getting harder to watch them every week as a fan. They started off 3-0, and and they have sucked ever since, and it's, it's just bad. Uh, what made it worse is the Magic Man went down. 
And I don't even know if you know who the magic man is, James. I don't actually. Oh, John, is it your? Is it the guy at the center, the long yeah, snapper? The long snapper, John Dorambos, went down this week. He played like 179 games straight for the Eagles. Never had another long snapper since he's been there. Do any long snaps? And that showed. He hurt his game. He hurt his hand mid-game. Had to be taken out. And a field goal situation came up. So they were like, "Hey, let's put on our backup long snapper, who's the tight end, Brent Selleck." And it did not go well. It did not go well at all. It was a terrible, terrible long snap. Uh, I think our kicker or snapper got literally pummeled trying to make something out of the play. You know, least impressed Eagles backups for long snap. You know, take take 10 minutes out of practice every week. Teach him how to long snap. Just in case the magic man does go down, which he did. That so, makes some sense. Bad, bad moves on the Eagles. Just get one. One guy just has to learn how to throw the ball between his legs like five yards. Is that that hard? I think I could do that. Put me in. Put me pick in, me coach. Up, Peter. Put, pick me up, Doug Peterson. You may not know how to call final two-minute drive plays, but we'll talk about that another time. Uh, long snapper for the Eagles. I'm a, little, I'm, a little, I'm a little angry, James. I'm sorry. I hear you. I mean, if I was an Eagles fan, I would be too. Um, Plus, it's a good thing uh, they taped the America's Got Talent holiday special with the Magic Man because without his hands, he's nothing. That's true. Yeah, he's a, a magician without his hands. He's lost. Uh, Card my, tricks do not work with a cast. Greg, every single time I go to talk, you interrupt me. What's happening here? What's I'm sorry. Let's, uh, no, I'll stop no, no, no. Time, time stop. out. We're, pause, we're, pause, we're, pause, we're pausing this right now. What's happening right now, Greg? Is, is everything okay I'm, at home? I'm a little amped up. I'm a little everything amped up. Good? Everything's <laughs> good. My least impressed. I'm a little, no. If someone will let me. My least impressed. Oh, oof. My blood's boiling now, Greg. You got me You got me all riled up. What's going on here? I'm muted. My least impressed is it's got to be the Los Angeles Rams. It's got to be the Los Angeles Rams. There's nothing else. Uh, there's nothing else to say about them. They're a sorry, sad sack team. I had. Uh, I was thinking about potentially putting the Denver Broncos in there because of their poor, poor showing. Um, Simeon somehow got yards when uh, against the Titans. Um, he threw it 51 times. That's probably how, but. Uh, I am going to just go with the L.A. Rams. They fired Jeff Fisher finally. Uh, you know, Gurley has been held under 100 yards. He had their only touchdown. Uh, that, or, excuse me, not their only touchdown, but he had one of their two touchdowns that came late in the fourth quarter. Um, that was after the defense had already kind of, you know, beat Jared Goff to shreds here. Uh, Matt Ryan threw all over them. The defense of the Rams was supposed to be sort of at least semi-competent going into the season, and they've just been horrible. Uh, lack of leadership, bad transition, putting a horrible, horrible product on the field uh, for the Los Angeles viewing public. So, least impressed, L.A. Rams. Greg, they're 1-5. Am home. I allowed to speak now? Am I allowed to speak now? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I feel good. Right, I feel good, good getting that off. Good, good least impressed, yeah. Fuck Jeff Fisher. Uh, you know, he's probably smiling. He got a two-year extension like a week ago before they fired him because, you know, L.A. is that smart. And uh, kind of uh, hate Todd Gurley. He's on my fantasy team, and he's one of those guys that you got to start every week because he could have that big week. It might happen where he gets 35 yards and the Rams quarterbacks can't even hit him when he's wide open for like a long touchdown pass. He's just not. Uh, he's just not what he was a couple of last year. I mean, he's not exactly. He doesn't have anyone else helping him out, so it's, no. it's kind of tough. And can we touch on, even though we haven't talked week fifteen yet, but since the game happened last night, the Seahawks uniforms, real quick. Yeah, you didn't like the color rush. 
Uh, I did, but it made me uh, somebody per- perfectly to me on Twitter when I mentioned like I had to wear shades to watch the game because how bright those uniforms are. They made it seem like the Grinch, which you know, in my mind made me go, okay, I got to make a photo of you know the Grinch as wearing those uniforms. And uh, yeah, it's, it literally was like the same color as his face, so it blended in. It was weird. They look like the uh, the jackets that people need to wear when they're cleaning on the side of the highway. Yeah, uh, they should wear those. I think they're brighter than those. Yeah. Make a lot I, of, I think everybody that runs at night should re- be required to wear one of those uniforms. Yeah, totally agree. Nobody uh, would get in an accident ever again. This is a, uh, the color rush thing. You know, sometimes some it works, it works really well. I actually really like the Patriots one, the dark blues, the all dark blues. That was interesting yeah. with the red trim. I think, I think the Eagles are just like a black uniform with like neon green trim so i'm like that's not exciting that's like what they wear every day yeah some of them are literally just like the same uniform the team wears and there's like oh but the white's a little whiter like, yeah oh, shut up yeah the raiders specifically yeah you think that the raiders wear all black i don't know whatever you would think they would have worn like a gray like a dark gray or something something different yeah i don't like it like a dark uh, gray would have been awesome Anything else we want to talk about for week 14, Greg, before we jump into week 15? Do we count the fact that four London games were announced as week 14 news? And how horrible that is? Sure. Why is it horrible? What are we doing here? What's going on? We don't like the London games. (sighs) I guess. You keep going back and forth between them. You like them, but you hate them. And the more they keep happening, it's worse. Well, I just, I think that they're just... They they just don't give them the good games. Like which do you know? Did they do they schedule the games? Do they have specific yes, games? That the games are scheduled. Uh, hold on. I think I believe one of them is the Jaguars versus Vikings. Ugh, okay. See, uh, this is why I don't like London games, Greg. Yeah. That, no, that, that sentence that you just said. Hold on. I have it here somewhere. I don't think I tweeted that long ago, because Adam Schefter was the one that put it up. Is invigorating stuff. It was. It's terrible games. Whatever the four games are, we can keep going. And when I find them, I'll just tell you what they are. I don't. Uh, you know, you're gonna interrupt me. So we gonna do? Probably at some point. I just. I don't like. I like the idea of waking up at like nine o'clock in the morning and having football on. I don't like the idea of a London game that's just like a garbage game. The like that's so bad. That's where I'm at with it right now. Um. Let's see here. Okay, so before, so let's get uh, into. Let's you got it? NFL announces four London games in 2017, including yeah, Vikings, Browns, uh, Ravens versus Jaguars, uh, Saints, Dolphins. That's uh, the best one so far. But and the Cardinals versus the Rams. That's just that's, those are just so so. Uh, horrible like no one I, do, I wouldn't watch those games regularly it, well that that's exactly what i mean um it's awful and so two of them are week three or four and one will be week seven and one will be week eight kudos to them for um kudos to them for sticking the crappy games in london and making people watch yeah and then you're gonna probably have a game in mexico so basically what's happening is the nfl is just slowly taking more and more games every year out of the usa yeah Pretty sure soon it's going to be like the Pats have the only home games ever, and that's just good. Roger Goodell doesn't want to pay for them to go see places. Maybe they need to talk to Trump, bring their jobs back here in this country. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, uh, step it up. <laughs> okay, let's get into week 15. Um, we have some guest picks, Craig. 
We do. Uh, so our guest picks have been doing pretty well so far, James, and these guys understand that. So guests have been 29 and 15 on the season. Pretty good. Uh, much yeah. better than us, I would say. Uh, maybe not you. You've been doing much better lately. But so we have uh, Scott and Mike from Craft Brood Sports. Uh, what they do is they talk sports every week and they talk a new beer or, you know, something along that line that they've been drinking. Uh, so, you know, something we can get behind. If we didn't do these at like 830 in the morning, we'd probably crack open some beers every week, too. You're not drinking? Uh, well, I am, but it's not beer. Gotcha. It's something harder to wake me up Hard in the morning. Stuff, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, you know, Craft Brood Sports, check them out. Scott and Mike. Uh, they don't give a damn about Drake Knight. That's what they want us to know. Good. Uh, so let's check. <laughs> yeah, I figured. So let's check out their picks. Hey, everybody. I'm Mike. And I'm Scott. And together we host a show called Craft Brewed Sports, weekly podcast where we drink a new beer and talk about whatever's going on in the sports world that week. And it's a really fun show. You can learn about beer. You can hear us make fun of each other and talk trash. Uh, people write into our show and talk trash to each other. It's a really fun time, uh, so you should totally check that out. And we don't give a damn about no Drake night. <laughs> we definitely don't give a damn about no Drake night. Uh, but we appreciate James and Greg having us on to do the guest picks. I know your guest picks have been uh, doing pretty well lately, which means we are probably going to come in here and screw that up royally. But in an effort to try to keep that momentum going for you, we figured we'd pick some surefire picks. Uh, so, Scott, I'll let you go ahead with the first game that we got for him. Alrighty, well, I'm going to kick things off with my favorite team, the 49ers. It's been a rough year, and they're headed to Atlanta. The last time they were headed to Atlanta, it was for a trip to the Super Bowl. They won, and things were great. Well, <laughs> fast forward a few years later, and things couldn't be worse. So, the, the 49ers go into this game with one win on the season. Atlanta, on the other hand, still fighting for a playoff spot. And I don't think you need to know much more. Atlanta's personnel trumps the 49ers by a lot. 49ers, I, I, I'd be amazed if anybody could name a player for the team outside of those who actually still root for the team. Colin Kaepernick. But they still have to play the game. So that being said, I'm going to go with the final score of Atlanta 31, 49ers 10, not even close, and Chip Kelly probably gets one step closer to getting out the door. Nice. You got to love your your York family there, keeping the the San Francisco tradition alive. They are something special to behold. <laughs> uh, well, for our second game of the week uh, here, we are going to go since we are out of Cincinnati. I am a Bengals fan. The Bengals have a big divisional matchup this week against the Steelers. Last time these two met, it was a close game. It didn't look that bad on paper. The Bengals hung in there with the Steelers. This time around, I don't think that's going to be the case, even though the Bengals got rid of Mike Nugent this week and got a new kicker. So, yeah, we're going Hooray! to the Super Bowl. Uh, just kidding, Cincinnati fans. We're not. We're still terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Offensive line is still garbage. Secondary is still suspect. Uh, the last time these two teams met, Le'Veon Bell wasn't in the lineup for the Steelers. I think he is going to just gouge the Bengals' defense. He's going up and down the field. Antonio Brown had probably the worst game of the season the last time these two teams played, so I think he's out for vengeance in this one. There's no way Drake Kirkpatrick or Pac-Man Jones are going to be able to hold him down. So I think the Steelers pull away in this one and just curb-stomp the Bengals 45-10. to But good news is... 
that means we made an extra point and a field goal. So there you go, Bengals fans. Your kicker is paying off for you already. We have so much faith in our teams that we both think that they'll score 10, but get <laughs> their asses handed to them. Yeah, our Gotta teams are garbage. <laughs> well, for our final game, we're going to go with the Patriots and the Broncos. And, Mike, remember when this was actually an exciting matchup? It was every single year, seemingly, we got to see Peyton and Brady, yeah. whether Brady was with. Well, Brady's always been with the Patriots, but rather when Manning <laughs> I was, was with, with the you. Colts, I knew what this you meant. matchup was a big deal. Now, anybody jacked up for Simeon versus Brady? <laughs> Not so much. No, definitely doesn't have the same appeal that uh, that it used to when uh, when these teams met last year. Yeah, and this week Von Miller went out of his way to say that he wished that teams and players would be more kind to each other, like they are in the NBA. Uh, I don't know what sport Von Miller's been playing for the last few years, but I'm not sure how that can happen. Either way, I'm going to go on ahead and say that the Broncos having the Holden Field advantage is the difference maker in this one. Another Brady carved up the Ravens D on Monday night, but the Broncos D is just a tad bit better, and the, the, the Patriots at this point always coasting. They don't need to worry about anything. Broncos do. Broncos avenge the loss from the Chiefs the other night. And I'm going to say that the score will be 25 or 24 rather to 21. I love that Von Miller, the guy with like the super uber hipster glasses, is the one that's like, hey guys, we should be nice to each other. That's so. Can't we all just get along? (laughs) It's so ridiculous. I agree with you. I think the Broncos win it, but I have a whole different basis for uh, for my pick here. I like New Belgium Fat Tire is one of my my favorite beers, uh, and that beer is brewed in Colorado. I don't like Sam Adams as much, so because of that, I'm gonna pick. <laughs> I'm gonna pick the Broncos over the Patriots in this one by a score of 21 to 18. So we're pretty on board. We both got the Broncos. <laughs> we both got the Broncos. We both have our teams losing. It's good times all around. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a great football weekend for all of us. <laughs> so James and Greg, thanks again for uh, for letting us do this guest pick. We really appreciate it. Uh, for all of you that are listening in, make sure you check us out. You can follow Craft Brood Sports on Twitter at Craft B Sports. You can follow me at Mike Burlon. You can follow Scott at Scotty K underscore junior. We do new shows every Sunday. You can find us on SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher. You can find us on Google Play, iTunes. On the moon if you want. (laughs) We're everywhere, baby. Uh, So thanks again, James and Greg. We appreciate it. Thanks. Great. I like it. I like how they both went against their, like, favorite teams. Yeah, I I was about to say, I mean, didn't they both say that they were 49ers and what were they? Uh, Cincy. Cincy fans? Like, what's going on here? Um. You guys need to learn from the Patriots that your favorite team always wins. Yeah, too bad oh, wait, uh, that... they, went, they went Denver over the Patriots. So uh... After watching what happened last week, I think that that is the most egregious pick that they did so far, but we'll talk about it. Well, it's because they, they made a good point. The Patriots like are now on cruise control. It's what they always do every season. They kind of lighten up, and then all of a sudden they lose a game. And they're like, oh, shit, that's right. We still have to play a game. Yeah, yeah. Especially tell right that, now. Tell that, to, tell that to Trevor Simeon. Um <laughs> I will. I will get him pumped up for the game. Let's get into these games, Greg. Uh, we, right now, uh, we're in week 15. The Seahawks have already beat the Rams. Uh, Lisa and it's the West Champs. Yep. Uh, so we, let's get into the 1 o'clock games. We have a few that we're going to pick here, starting with 1 p.m. Uh, Titans at Chiefs. The 7-6 and six Titans 
uh, are going into Arrowhead for to play the ten and three Chiefs. Kansas City is favored by five and a half points. So Greg, uh, the Titans beat up on the on the Broncos last week. Do the Titans continue their their run through the AFC West? Uh, I'm gonna go with yes, mainly because the Chiefs. Yeah, they're good, but. There's something about the Chiefs every year to me that I feel like they just falter just a bit too much that they can't have something nice. Like right now, they're in position to have a first-round bye. So the Chiefs, therefore, it's not going to happen. They're going to lose. Uh, I'm going to guess not like they're not going to play as badly as Denver did, but I still think it's going to be, you know, Mariota I think gets like at least 20-plus points on them. The defense looks a little wonky. Tiger Kill, I think, comes back down to earth a little bit because he's been kind of off the wall the past few weeks. And I think they put up only around uh, 13 to 17 point range and uh, take the L and give the Oakland Raiders back the first place by first week by in the playoffs. I am going with the Chiefs in this one, Greg. You know I'm a Chiefs believer. I think they're one of the most complete teams in football. I think that Tyreek Hill is really helping them out. Um I'm actually uh, I'm I would be more scared of the Chiefs than any other AFC team currently, just because I think that they're exceptionally well coached. I think that they have uh, some new weapons that they can kind of throw out there. I think that they have a good defense, and I think they have a balanced offensive attack. So uh, I think the Chiefs are going to beat up on the Titans here. I think that the Chiefs have kind of even put themselves in conversation uh, with like the Cowboys, the Seahawks, and the Patriots as the, as the top top tier. Ooh, okay. uh, in the NFL, I would I would even go so far and say that. I mean, it's um, not shocking. It's, it's not making me you know. I'm not blanking at that statement, but yeah, it's, exactly. It's something, about, something about them every year. I feel like they just screw it up a little bit. I hear you. Um, I'm going with the Chiefs, though. Uh, okay, another 1 p.m. game: Lions at Giants. The 94 Lions are going into MetLife uh, to play the 94. Uh, excuse me, the 94 Lions are going to play the 94 Giants. Uh, the Lions are three and three away, and the Giants are six and one at home. And the Giants are also favored by four points. So, Greg, uh, what do you think is going to go on here? Do you think that the Giants are going to continue to pull games out of their ass, or do you think the Lions come in and actually uh, show us something here? Uh, I'm going to go with the Lions. Stafford, I think, literally set up, you know, throw a pick six and give my chance at another fourth quarter comeback last week, which he did. And I hate the Giants, and it crushed me to pick them last week, even though I was right about that pick. But when I can pick against the Giants, I'm going to. And when the Lions are playing for a first-round bye and the, for the first time in the playoffs and who knows how long, they need to you know, give everything they got, really put it out there. Stafford needs to be on his game. And I think after you know putting down that Dallas offense last week, the dot Giants defense gives up a little bit more. Uh Lions can air it out. They got some good receivers, and Stafford's got that big arm. So I'm giving it to Detroit. Yeah, I want to give it to Detroit so bad. Um, apparently, it's going to be like freezing cold rain all day nice. uh, on Sunday in in New Jersey. Um, and if it if it turns into like a kind of defensive thing, uh, I don't really trust the Lions' defense. Uh, I keep underestimating the Giants. They're going to keep pulling these games out of their ass. I really don't want them to, but I am going to go with the New York Giants in this situation. Yeah, that's Sucks. the thing. I just, I just don't want them to win, so I'm going to pick against them. I hear you. Um, okay, uh, another 1 o'clock game. Um, Colts-Vikings. Uh, we picked this one because it's got some sort of implications for um, the NFC North. 
Uh, also, because the Colts actually surprisingly are not that far off from a playoff berth. Ugh, no. So gross. The AFC South. It Ugh. is the worst division. Uh, We've had to shake it's, it's It's bad. Um, so, Indy is 6-7. and seven, uh, And they're going into Minneapolis uh, to play the 7-6 Vikings. Uh, the Vikings are favored by four points. Greg, who do you think is going to win this game? Uh, I'm going to go with Minnesota. I just felt like I just came out with a really Minnesota accent there for some reason. Didn't even mean to. Um, I think Adrian Peterson, you know, is getting close to maybe coming back. Uh, I think they realize that they need to win these final few games. Sam Bradford maybe kind of looks like he did at the beginning of the year. And Andrew Luck and the Colts, I just they just don't have it to me. Their defense is never good. They have no run game to speak of. Luck has been really hit and miss, I feel like, this year. I think that defense for the Vikings steps up a little bit. When your coach is wearing an eye patch, you should be able to step up your game. So I'll give it to Minnesota. Uh, begrudgingly, I'm going to give it to one of these two teams. I wish I didn't have to pick because I feel like it could end up in a tie. But I'll go Minnesota. I think I was also going to go with Minnesota because I just have no feel for this game at all. No. I have no idea what's going to happen. Anyone who thinks they have an idea what's going to happen is crazy. I think the four-point line is pretty accurate for uh, for you know betting purposes. I just don't have any idea. Uh, I'm going to go with Minnesota strictly because they're the home team and, and no other reason. Yeah, makes sense. I think both these teams are garbage, and one of them is going to probably sneak into the playoffs somehow, and I don't like it. <laughs> uh, okay, headed to the afternoon games. 425, the 11 and 2 Patriots go into Denver, Sports Authority, Mile High, uh, and play the 8 and 5 Broncos. Uh, Greg, New England's favored by a field goal. Uh, so, what do you think is going to happen here? Uh, Patriots or Broncos? <sighs> I'm going to go just because I know kind of what your picks are going to be, and I got to catch up to you in some way. I'm going to go Denver. I'm going to go with the Craft Brood guys' pick reasoning. I think Patriots let up on the gas a little bit. No Peyton there. So, you know, it's not going to be as amped up as it usually is against Denver. Von Miller, I think, is going to have a big game. He always tends to against the good teams in the NFL. You saw he stepped up in the Super Bowl. I think he's just kind of waiting to dance all over Tom Brady and sack him. Maybe give him a bottle of wine afterwards if he feels like it. And uh, I'm going to go Denver. Simeon conjures up just enough. Uh, Brock Osweiler in this from last year and, you know, leads them to victory. Interesting. Um, I'm kind of confused how you would see what the Broncos did against the Titans and would ever pick against the New England Patriots. Um, confusing man, James. I don't really understand it. So Patriots will win this game. That's There's nothing. There's no other analysis needed. The, the New England Patriots will beat the Trevor Simeon at home. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, moving on. Uh, I, I was insulted that anyone's. I have insulted that I'm the only one on this podcast representing the Patriots right now because this is, this is this is this is an insult to all things football. If you, you knew what you're getting into, won't win this game. What? You knew what you're getting into when you signed on for this podcast. I guess. Uh, I just didn't realize that people would. Uh, I thought that we were going to be putting intelligent sports takes, Greg. My my apologies. My apologies. 
Uh, let's get some sponsors and My then maybe we, maybe we can. Uh, Good day, sir. One more game. Okay, Sunday night game, eight thirty. Buccaneers at Cowboys. The Bucks, eight and five, and they're five and one away. Interesting. That means that the Bucks are what is that? Three and four at home. I thought you were gonna say, what's the word? Road Warriors? It was gonna be like, yeah. No. Pretty simple term. The Cowboys, also five and one at home, are eleven and two, and are favored by a touchdown in Arlington, Greg. Um tough game last week. Dak has been held under two hundred yards the last three games. There's a little Romo buzz. Um, so what do we think here? What's gonna happen? What are we uh, are we gonna are we going with uh with Jameis? Are we going with Dak? Those scoffing sounds you heard when you mentioned the Romo rumors was me in disgust. Uh, Romo, you're not going to see the field this year unless Dak goes down. Um, but James, I've been a Tampa Bay believer now for, uh, I believe, four weeks now. And, uh, you know, big fan. Really like uh, what they've been doing these past four weeks. I've watched them. And I'm going to go with Tampa Bay still. They got a good team. They got a good thing going right now. Doug Martin's looking good. Mike Evans is making some great catches. Jameis seems competent behind the line, and their defense has even been doing some stuff. I think the Cowboys have to come back down to earth a little bit before the playoffs, hit some bumps and bruises, face some di- you know, adversity, not diversity. Uh, going into this game, you know, Tampa Bay does like playing on the road. They're not going to have to deal with weather. It's not going to be an issue of any sort. So I'm going with uh, Jameis and the Bucks. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Dak. Uh, I think that they rebound from this last game. I think that they really should have beat the uh, should have beat the, the Giants. I think if um, if Dez hadn't fumbled that one pass that he caught, <laughs> they would have beat the Giants. Dez caught it. I know. But then he fumbled. Uh, so I I, just, I think that uh, I think they were pretty close anyway. I just I think that the uh, they're gonna come back home. They're gonna kind of retool a little bit. Jason Garrett might hopefully wake up a little. Uh, and they will end up beating the uh, beating the Buccaneers. All right, man. Yeah, I like it. I like it. That was it. That was uh, that was week fifteen in the books. So uh, yeah. this is exciting. We're getting down to the home stretch. Only a few games left in the season. It's a big game. This is a big weekend for me, James. You only picked one game the same. If I can, uh, you know, get a good sweep here going, I can catch up to you. You're only ahead by three. You're ahead by three games over me right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, cool. So uh, that's the NFL. Anything else you want to touch on real quick before we uh, move on? Uh, no, uh, do not want to get into that whole uh, controversy stuff with the Steelers and the Giants. Now the Giants have like some walkie-talkie deflate gate thing going. Uh, let's just skip all that politics stuff and move on. Pass. Um Okay, there's just uh, there's not a lot else going on in the sports world, so we might end pretty early this week. But uh, one thing that I did want to touch on at least is I wanted to say, uh, rest in peace, Chris Sager. Yeah. Um, he was a uh, – whatever you thought about him, uh, he was a staple of NBA uh, sideline reporting. Uh, sideline reporting is a thankless job, especially in the NBA. Um, you know, in any, in any sport, it's a thankless job, but, you know, Going up and asking a coach the same cookie cutter question over and over and getting the same cookie cutter response um, is is not the most glamorous life to live. So he uh, he added some real pizzazz and some real flair to it. Um, he was a really bright presence. 
and uh, and he will definitely be missed on the side of the Turner broadcasters. No, definitely. Uh, Craig Sager was a. Uh, I enjoyed watching him on the sidelines. Always loved whenever the Spurs got to be on and uh, seeing him and Popovich interact. It was just one of those great little. Like, Pop and him just had a great little connection there, and it was always great to see. I still remember when he was out when his son took over, and Popovich was like, you know, you did a great job, but I really wish your dad was here. And it just shows you how much he means to that community. And, you know, I, this summer when he gave his speech at the ESPYs, I made sure I was able to watch it. And just great speech. Uh, people may have thought his suits were weird, but it was it was a part of his personality, and it was great. I couldn't pull off those suits, but he wore them and he did it so great and never like blinked an eye if somebody made fun of it. And just the spirit he had yeah. going through his battle when they followed him uh, was fantastic. I have the one quote here that he gave at the ESPYs. I'll live my life full of love and full of fun. It's the only way I know how. And that's exactly how he did it. He loved what he did. He loved his family. Uh, rest in peace to him. Cancer sucks. Cancer sucks. Um, okay, we could talk about NBA. There's not a lot else going on, Greg. The Warriors are good. Um, that's basically there was one main storyline this week, apparently, with uh, involved Memphis somehow. And the whole LeBron, Kyrie, oh. Kevin Love sitting. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, that's that's not almost. That's almost like not news to me, just because this is this is what the Spurs have been doing for the last you know four years. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I want to know as somebody that watches the NBA. You go to games. I've you Snapchat me whenever you're at the Celtics games. Make me jealous. Uh, it was kind of interesting to know your thoughts and opinions on how people are feeling about that. Pissed and annoyed, being like, "This is BS." People pay money to see these stars play. It was their only trip to Memphis. Suck it up, play the game. Uh, you're getting paid millions to do so. I think and that there's, there's the okay, so. I think that there's something to be said. Um, first of all, getting mad at LeBron is stupid. I mean, I, I realize that he's basically the, the calling the shots over there, but he's not the one that sat himself. Yeah. Um, second of all, I think there's something really real to be said about going to when you when you look at tickets for an NBA game, uh, the Cavaliers and the Warriors are always the most expensive ones, and that's for a reason. It's because they're the best team. So when you go you know, the idea is you go to see stars. It's a star-driven league. I totally 100% get that, and I think that uh, I think people are people who are at the game definitely have a right to be like, well, what the hell? Why did I pay this money for to see the, you know, to not see, you know, the once-in-generation player? I bought, I have bought Celtics-Cavs tickets in order to see LeBron before, yeah, because I want I want to be there and I want to see. You know, in person, what what I what I've seen on TV so many times. I think that what I think that it's also important to know that they're judged solely on, you know, in the in the annals of time. In the short term, this really sucks. In the annals of time, they're judged solely on how well they do in the playoffs and how well they do championship wise. Yeah. Um, so in order to maximize their chances of winning those championships and uh, of being judged favorably in that situ- uh, in that sense, uh, they need to they need to rest a little bit. LeBron has played more minutes, you know, in this meta- in in the shorter amount of time than anyone else in the entire history of the league. Yeah, six straight the- finals. 
six straight finals, all the regular season. Olympics thrown in there one year. Olympics. That's a lot of playing time for somebody. He's taken, what, I think 65 games they said he's missed in that span or his career yeah. or something. I mean, he didn't take over – he didn't take a year and a half off to play baseball. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's, he's – Burn. He's doing the full thing. I mean, I think I still know that I know that MJ is the greatest player of all time, and I know it's never going to be really be close. And I'm, I'm not really a LeBron apologist, but I just say in this situation, just just chill out a little bit, folks. Yeah, just relax. I mean, I said I even said uh, I think uh, I tweeted out saying like, don't don't be mad at LeBron. If anything, maybe Kyrie and Kevin Love, you can be like, hey, you guys are young, uh, you should be still playing. Yeah. LeBron's been around the block. Yeah, I agree. Like, and then, but it's the whole thing that bothered me about this was people getting so mad about the money they were paying and not getting to see him. But then in my whole, like, my mind went to even baseball. So you have the big guys like Clayton Kershaw. You might want to see him pitch badly, but say the Dodgers come, you buy tickets. Uh, say they came to Boston. That was their only trip to Boston the whole year, and Kershaw didn't pitch any of those games. Are you going to then come out and be like, BS, uh, I wanted Kershaw to pitch. They should have pitched him on short rest so I could see him? No. You get what you get. Uh, sometimes you can't control the variables. And Memphis fans suck it up. NBA fans stop crying. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right, man. I think that's it for us this week. Uh, I don't have yeah. anything else that we want to touch on. This is a short week. You know, it we're is. getting into kind of like the, uh, the holiday season. So uh, kind of winding down for the end of this year but uh maybe we can do something a little special for the end of the year pod yeah maybe do a maybe we'll come out with some lists next week yeah i love lists you know i love lists i I know maybe we do like you know a top holiday movies or something for us or we'll figure it out sports related maybe maybe not some fun we don't know when exactly will happen it could be friday it could be not we'll we'll figure our schedules you know we'll work around santa we'll see if he wants to get on this maybe (laughs) <laughs> maybe have santa santa guest picks next week santa guest picks yeah we'll think about it, we'll think um, about it. <laughs> okay cool so from all of us here at the sports dance podcast uh all the producers and all the directors and everyone uh the sound engineers um all the craft service people all the people that got me tickets for rogue one last night um we thank you from us we thank you yeah good job guys way to stand in that polar vortex for james saw you get him tickets but not me so i see who the favorite is uh, and thanks to the guys at Craft Brood Sports again for doing the guest picks. Uh, you know, I got to thank my assistant. She still stands by my side and brings me a bagel every morning with schmear. Good. Good. Just because. Uh, she at least likes me. So I guess I got to work on the rest of the producers around here to get some love, get some more airtime. Get a little bit more schmear from the producers. Deal. Exactly. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk next week. All right. Have a good week, guys. The Sports Sports Dance. Dance.